Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of Exodus, and this is a story from when the Israelites had just escaped slavery in Egypt, and now they are in the wilderness, and they have some challenges to face. Let us listen for God's word. From the wilderness of Zin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. They quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The word of the Lord. Loving and gracious God, we pray that you may speak to us. Your word of grace, your word of challenge, speak to us that which we need to hear so that we truly know that you stand by us. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. My girls have gotten into backpacking. Serious hiking, a hundred miles through California and Colorado. They carry freeze-dried food and camp stoves, a compass and fire starters, waterproof match kits, a whole water purification system in their backpacks, along with their clothes and their toiletries and their sleeping bags and a sleeping pad and a tent. And of course, their phone chargers. Because who can leave home without that? All in their backpacks. And yet, the most important thing that they take with them? A sister, a friend, each other. In the wilderness, they stand by one another. So I've been thinking about what the church might take on our Lenten hike through the wilderness. 
And so here are some things I think we should put in our backpack. And the children have these, and they're going to bring them forward. And Pastor Eric, Pastor Eric, Pastor Eric, he's got the, um, got the microphone, and he's going to help, help here. And we're going to put all of the things that we're going to put in our backpack down there around the baptismal font. So who has number one? Bring number one forward. And what's that? Awesome. Let's hold it up for everybody. Can you tell me what it is? It's, um, it's a lion and, and a story. Awesome. Thank you. Remind everyone what your name is? Aileen. Aileen. Everyone say, thanks, Aileen. Thanks, Aileen. So this is a picture of a Bible story. And I chose this to us for us to remember that CCPC had a Sunday school ever since the beginning of our church. We were founded January 26, 1908. And a Sunday school came with that church, two teachers and 20 students. That means we have been teaching children here for 112 years. has number two. Ah, <laughs> one of our younger children. <laughs> and Fred Shafrick, what What's do you have there? A rock. A rock. <laughs> Actually, I call it a stone. A stone. Because this is to remind us of the cornerstone that was laid for this sanctuary in 1923. The building was finished in 1924. So people have been worshiping in this sanctuary with these stones for 96 years. Who has number three? Now, number three is kind of a big one, so definitely, Eric, you're going to have to have some help over here. All right. First, everyone, tell everyone your name. Charlotte. Say, everyone say, hi, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. And I think we're good if we go. Working together, powers combined. There it is. What does that say? Everybody. Why can't you read it? <laughs> <laughs> they know it's 4 p.m. People come here to connect with the divine through music. This fall will be the 50th anniversary of the concert series. Also, our organ is 45 years old. It's the 45th birthday of our organ. All right, put that in our backpack. We can be as, as, as strong as those kids with their camp stoves and sleeping bags. Who has number four?
All right, what's that? What's your name? Lee. Lee, what do we got here? It is a birth certificate. Are those your feet on that birth certificate? No. No, those aren't your feet. <laughs> People have been getting documentation that they need to move to transition to a better place in their lives. They may be coming out of prison. They may be coming out of homelessness. They may be coming out of a situation of abuse. People come to our church to get a new start. Our transition assistance program has been helping people find their way through the wilderness for 40 years. Thanks be to God. Okay, now there's something that doesn't have a number, but is very soft and fuzzy. What's your name? Olivia. What we got here? Shaw. Shaw. Right. Thanks, Olivia. Thanks, Olivia. Prayer shawls and baby bass blankets. Uh, 14 years. We need these to keep us warm, but we also need them because they're full of prayers. When we wrap them around us, God's arms are wrapped around us. And the prayers of this church and the people who made them and all of us here are wrapped around us. Eric, I think there might be a tag on that, on that shawl. Can, can you find it? Sure can. Do me the reading. And it says, you do not go alone. We go together. And our God goes with us. The Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church Needlework Group. Could everybody hear? Now, I would also put in my backpack, our backpack, a magnet from the weekday nursery school, 61 years here, a picture of the Al Hazori family from Holmes, Syria who arrived four years ago at National Airport and were welcomed by this church. I weep today for the children of Syria, but we were able to stand by this family. I would also put in there a picture of Gendry and Arturo, who, Arturo, who arrived a year ago, separated from his son for six months. But because of this congregation and other congregations, they are together and starting a new life. We have stood by them. God has stood by them. I would put all of these things in our backpack, and I would put in there a picture of Mark and Dan's photo of their fifth wedding anniversary. Now, you may think that these are strange things to put in a backpack. But I think about the Israelites in the wilderness and that they were just a few chapters out of slavery in Egypt. God led them in chapter 15, and now it's just chapter 17. God parted the sea so they could escape Egypt. God miraculously fed them with manna 
and quail with bread and meat when they were hungry. God has already provided water for them when they were thirsty. And here, they have forgotten all about what God has done for them. We know that churches are kind of in a wilderness time. People say that we've left behind the glory days of overflowing pews and programs and coffers. This is not by our own choosing or our own fault. God has led us here. Now we may be tempted to believe that God has brought us here to die. Do not be tempted. Remember and do not forget what God has done for us in the past. We can be tempted to ask, is God among us still or not? Wilderness in the Bible can be a frightening and dangerous place. It's where we learn that the Samaritan is our neighbor. In the wilderness, it's where Jesus was confronted by the devil, the trickster, and he came to know his mission with clarity. It was the 40 years in the wilderness that prepared the escaped slaves to be people of faith with a land and a law. The wilderness is a place of transformation. How will the church be transformed? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the church will become. But I do know that God will get us where we need to go. God stands by us. So I've packed some things for us to remember that the Lord has been among us for many, many, many years. And I've got something up here. Bring up number six. Who's got number six? Because these are some more things I'm going to take. I stole this from the kitchen. People are going to miss it. But my husband's here, and he's going to remember to pick it up and take it home. Can you see it? Can you see what it is here? that? Paul. And what you got? A plug. Thanks, Paul. So this is uh, something I think everybody here has. It is a phone cord. Apple, plug it into the wall, and then you have that cord that plugs into and recharges your phone. Okay, so this is my battery pack, my, what do they call this? Power bank. Power bank, there you go. This part is God. This is God's love. This cord is us. And prayer. We have the most powerful of forces in the world. Love. All that we do comes down to love. 
outlet for God's love, where people can connect to God in stories and music and prayer and help. God is love. God loves us. Never forget. We have a connection here. That's why God made church. To connect others and ourselves to God. Who has number seven? Yeah, there's a, a ton of, of numbers. Right, come on up. Come on up. Bring them all up. In a row, in a line. What so do we got? All right. What do we got? What's your name? Lucas. And what do you got, Lucas? Headphones. 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 Put them by the baptismal font. There we go. What's Oliver. the next one? Oliver, what you got? A holy Bible and a picture of somebody praying. Great. Can you hold it like that for us? Thank you. My name is Alexander, and I have a map. A map. <laughs> you guys probably never seen one of those. Money. Yeah, money. You're there all. all right. Henry's got money. My name is Jesse. What you got? Calendar. A calendar. Can you guys hold them for just a second for us? Do you see all these things? <laughs> okay. All right. We know that sometimes it's hard to come to church. But you have church with you. We have an app. <laughs> you can go to the app store and download it. It's in your bulletin. And you will see like one of those pages like they put up. And you will see that there you can listen to a sermon or an open forum. You can give a prayer concern to the pastors. There's a map on it. So if you lose your way to church, you can find it. You can donate online through the app. Henry's holding hundreds of $100 bills. Can I hear an amen? And guess we have created a miracle. The calendar on the app is accurate. <laughs> yes, let's have an amen. You can read the Bible on your church app. Connect. Next, there are, is number eight. There's a bunch of number eights. Who's got a number eight? All right. Uh, my name's Cashel, and I got a toy race car. My name's Ryan. I also have a toy race car. Awesome. Hi there. Another toy race car. Nolan. I'll take this. There you go. All right. Now, I know that not everybody here drives a race car, but you have a car, and your friends have a car. Now, maybe you miss church. 
You know what? When I drive to church, it's only a 15-minute drive, but you know what I wish I had? I wish I had with me some progressive Christian word, devotion, meditation. Because you know what? Progressive Christian meditations that are all about love are hard to find. Really hard to find. But we have a podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify. You can go to Spotify or Apple and type in Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church, and there you can listen to a sermon on your way to work right there in your car. And you know what? I bet your friends have cars. Last week, the General Presbyter John Molina Moore challenged us to be evangelists, and that means to share God's love with others. Share the podcast. Share a sermon. You can stand by others who are in need of a progressive Christian word of love. In the weeks to come, we will be streaming worship. We had a very generous donation to buy the cameras and to do some training for how to do a good streaming of live worship. We already have a digital conferencing program, Zoom, with which we could do Bible study or a spirituality group while you stay in your home. How do you want to develop that? Well, you know what? Number nine, everybody should have, because it's your connection card. We stuff some extra ones in the pew before church. Find a connection card. Keep it with you today. How do you want us to connect with you? How do you want to connect to the church? Because you know what? The church is you. The church is a people. Eric and I can help you out, but you know what? You are the ministers here. Tell us how you want to get connected and engage. Eric's also going to have a white sheet of paper downstairs and, and on our tables. Fill it out. Number 10, last one. Thank you, Sophie. Say thanks, Sophie. This may be one of the most important things of all. This is a church directory. How many of you would like to have a church directory? <laughs> well, you know what? We have one. It's online. In your bulletin are all the ways to connect to it. We are going to have some photographers down in Chadsey Hall in the coming weeks, so you can have your picture in the directory. This is not difficult. How many of you know how to look in the bulletin and figure out how to get the directory? 
by making an account, putting it on your phone. Young people, it doesn't even have to be that young, or it can be really young because they know how to do it. it you can get the podcast, you can get the app. If you are willing to help your parents or say a grandparent might be here, will you raise your hand? Hello, young people. You know how to work an app. You, uh, okay, folks, there you go. Our backpacks are pretty full. But we have some of the things that we need for the wilderness of the 21st century church. God still hasn't left a map for what comes next. Just like the Israelites in the wilderness, we have to go step by step, trusting that God will lead us to new life. And we will get thirsty. We will have to look for new ways to share the gospel, new ways of being church. We are going to have to look for new sources of income. What are our assets? As we move through this wilderness, we are going to have to be creative. We may have to pound on some rocks for that water to flow. God will show us the resources we have not yet been able to see, like water in a rock. So is the Lord among us or not? I say yes. What do you say? Is the Lord among us? Yes. Will God lead us in the future? Yes. In all that was, in all that is, in all that is to come, can we trust and believe that God is with us? Yes, yes we can. Yes. 